Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to people who want to speak more as a way to build their income and grow their business. Well, welcome everyone to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. My name is Jane Atkinson. I help professional speakers catapult their careers. And the best first stop for most of my clients is the Wealthy Speaker 2.0 book. But uh, speakers who really want to build momentum and achieve big goals have also really been enjoying our new Wealthy Speaker Daily Success Habits Planner and Journal. I love mine and I use it every single day. Now, I'd love to give a shout out to Erin O'Malley for the awesome review that she posted on Facebook. She says that this journal has it all. As someone who has shuffled through a lot of different types of journals, this one really is a keeper. And I want to say thank you to Erin for that. And thanks for those of you who are helping to get our products and our podcast known out there amongst your speaker buddies. We most, most appreciate it. Now, we're heading into the holidays, and we wanted to bring back one of our fabulous earlier guests to talk about setting big goals for the new year. We have Jill McCabe with us once again. Welcome back, Jill. Thanks so much, Jane. It's great to be here. Let me just give everybody just a quick little bio. Uh, Jill is a teacher of brain-based business skills and the creator of the MindCode High Performance Method. She's been an entrepreneur for 20 years and has been a student and practitioner of high performance for the last 15 Jill's bio has some really interesting line items. She's owned world-renowned restaurants. I think I've actually been to your restaurant, Jill. Uh, She's got a master's in leadership. She's certified in change leadership, Tilt 365 assessment, executive, as well as team coaching. So incredible background that we have. And, And thanks again for being with us today, Jill. Jane, it's so great to be here. And hello to everyone listening. Uh, I'm just very happy to be back talking to you. <laughs> well, you know, we're getting ready to to move through the holidays. And what do we do, of course, at the beginning of the year is we want to set some goals. And I'm always encouraging people to go big with their goals. Why is it important to set big goals, Jill? Jane, it's great that I, you know, of course, I follow you and the podcast, and I know you do that. And it's great Uh, to everyone listening. Setting big goals is the way to go. Um, And I'm going to get into a little bit of the science of why. Now, I think most of us at this point have heard of the law of attraction and have probably even experienced when we put a goal out there, all of a sudden, you know, well, at least with some of them, right, they really start to happen. And I ended up in my master's in leadership just like doing some research on the neuroscience underpinnings of goals. And it turns out that there are real reasons in the brain that when we set goals and when we follow a good technique for setting goals, that it really does change the world that we live in. Now, that's a, a kind of a big claim, but this becomes really important when we think about setting big goals. So what I'd love to do right now, I I find the easiest way to explain this um, thing about the brain is actually to do a quick activity. 
One of the, uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the listeners to actually close their eyes and yes, close your eyes wherever you're listening to this, unless you're in the car and then do this later, (laughs) but close your eyes and close your eyes. And I'd like you to inventory in your mind's eye, all of the blue or, and let's say red in your environment. So I would like you to, you know, think, okay, what's blue on the computer screen, on my device, in the room, on the books, out the window, wherever you are. And when you think you've got that all inventoried, I want you to open your eyes and see how you did. So I know from doing this activity many, many times, that a lot of people will even laugh when they open their eyes. So if you did, that's pretty common. Now I'm going to teach you what I learned from a world famous neuroscientist, William Cunningham at the University of Toronto, while I was doing my research. What's actually going on is that our brains, our subconscious minds are actually in charge of what we see in our environment. There's in fact too much too much information in our world for us to comprehend it all. I call it TMI. And so part of our subconscious brain's function is actually to filter the world for us and show us only what we need to see. I like to think of it as an amazing assistant. Imagine you have like the best assistant in the world and they're only showing you exactly what you need to see. (laughs) Just, yeah, right? Sounds perfect. (laughs) Your life easy. Yes. Well, your brain is actually doing this for you. And so one of the things I hope, you know, so first of all, if you didn't see all the red and the blue, right? Well, that's pretty common because your brain probably just didn't think that's important. Now let's link that back to these big goals. How does your brain decide what to show you? How does this great assistant decide what it's going to give you? And it's actually based on instructions that you give it, just like an assistant. Mm. So when you set really big goals, this is actually information that's getting into your subconscious, this part of the brain that's filtering your world. And it will literally change what you see in your world instantly. If you want to play with this and see how it works, 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 right now to see all the blue and all the red for the rest of the day. And notice how blue and red starts popping up everywhere. Well, why not change that blue and red for your big, big goals? Mm. Wonderful. You know, one of the things about setting these big, big goals and one of the things that we talk about in the books and in the seminars is that you don't necessarily have to know how you're going to achieve these big goals. Like a lot of people will limit themselves in terms of actually setting the goals because they think, oh, well, that could never happen because I can't see my way through it. So true. Jane, that's great that you bring that up. We know that goal setting is actually the you know, from a scientific point of view and also practical, goal setting is actually a technique of all top performance. So whether you want to have better grit and ability to rebound after something set you back, people with goal setting do better. Uh, Even your speaking skills, those people who set goals for the kind of talk they want to have will do better. Uh, Any kind of skill, actually. Uh, They'll make more money. They'll go further in life. They'll, you know, it's the beginning of everything. They'll, they'll achieve their projects more easily. But a lot of times people get confused as to what a goal really is. And 
I want to just reinforce a goal is an end point. It's that final thing that you want at the end. So I know I just did a recent talk and I know when I did that talk, you know, I wanted to do a great talk, but my goal was to have the audience really connect with my talk, you know, so versus, uh, and to have that, of course, I'd have to do a great talk. And that's a nuance between outcome and planning. Mm, I love the, I love how specific you're being. (laughs) Yeah. It's good. And I, I say that because we often confuse plans and goals and, and how this links back to your question, Jane, is that I want everyone listening here to give yourself permission to go for the outcome. I want you to let yourself really, really think of what you want and hold off on any fears about you not being able to make that happen. Because first of all, when you give yourself permission to think of something you really, really want, that is the act of setting a goal right? Just put put your fears, put your doubts on ice. Let yourself think of what you really want. It's so important to groom your brain to actually see information in the environment that will help you to take that first step. Right. And then I'm going to say, yeah, you know what? If it's something that you really want and you've given yourself permission to set that goal, even if you have some fear or doubts around it, then yeah, I do think it's going to need a plan, but it always starts with the right goal. Love it. Love it. Okay, so let's talk about what some of the common mistakes people make uh, when they're setting their goals. Great. I'll go a little further and give an example of that first one that I just touched on is really not getting that true end point. So the kind of goals that get you higher incomes, better skills, better lives are actually true end point. Um, I gave the example of the talk, but I'll give another example that I think we can all relate to. I was at a goal setting session or um, actually I was teaching my whole planning process, but we start with a goal, of course. And I was there and I said to, you know, what are the goals here? And somebody put up their hand and said, I want to pay off my mortgage in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Now, because of my training in goal setting, I know that that's not a goal that's going to really tap into the subconscious. And I know it's not the true end point. And a lot of people, I've, I've told a lot of people this, and I'm going to guess some of the listeners are what going, what? That sounds like a great goal. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yes. Know? Come on, Joe. What do you mean that's not a true end point? So bear with me for a second, and I, and I can illustrate that. So I asked this lady, I said, you know, what is, um, so wh- why do you want that? And she's like, well, because uh, I want to stop working. And I said, so why do you want that? And she said, well, because I don't like working. (laughs) And I said, okay. And I was, I was, you know, pushing her because I, we need to get deeper. And I said, okay, so why do you want that? And she said, well, I don't know. So, um, I can enjoy my retirement. And I thought, ah, okay, now we're getting closer. And then I said, okay, so why do you want that? And she said, well, so I can have a sense of peace and feel like I was successful in my life. Now, I'm going to illustrate why it's so important for her to have seen that bigger goal, to feel peaceful and successful as she looks back on her life. Now, I think most of us can agree that if we start with a goal saying of paying off our mortgage in 10 years, and that is a great goal, mm-hmm. um, that's not in the context of why. And if we only have that goal and we forget to drill down to, to, to get to that bigger goal, 
then we're going to make plans like um, work more, right? <laughs> Try to get a raise, work harder, do that. It's, everything is going to be around work, money. It's all going to be really limited to that scope. Um, but if we actually turn our attention to feel peace and successful about my life, then all of a sudden it's going to be, well, work more, get a better job, but it's also going to be look after my health, make sure I have good relationships, um, have fun hobbies that I like to do. I think we can all agree that we need more than a paid off house to feel a sense of peace and accomplishment about our lives. Nice. Very, very nice. You know, really tapping into that why is so essential, isn't it? It's so essential and it's what actually the big goal really is. Mm. Now, those other things all become sub goals and it's just fine to have paying off your mortgage as a sub goal. Mm. But from the point of view of your brain, I didn't mention this earlier, but your subconscious and your conscious speak different languages. Your conscious, we use words. We have language um, that I'm using now that we're both using. But the subconscious actually doesn't use the same type of language. It uses pictures and emotions, which is why, you know, we hear about setting vision boards and all of that. That's great because we're we're picturing something. So conceptual language means nothing to the subconscious. So when we say something like pay off my mortgage in 10 years and we think about it, the imagery of giving the bank money doesn't tend to evoke really positive emotions. <laughs> Right. right. Like, <laughs> and so the subconscious is not going to tap into that. It's like, eh, I don't want that. But the imagery of having a sense of peace and success in our life is going to feel really good to the subconscious. So we can still go ahead and pay off that mortgage, but we always want to link it to that bigger goal. So the subconscious will kind of tune in. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. So we've talked about one mistake of not getting to the true end point. Yeah. What, what other mistakes? Another big one that I want to mention, because it has everything to do with the quality of plans that we can create, is coming up with true measurements of success. You know, really sitting down and saying, how will I know when I've achieved this? Mm, right. Now, um, why is this a problem? This is a problem because it actually adds to specificity. Again, that subconscious likes really um, specific things. So let's let's go back to that talk I did where I wanted you know the audience to really connect with my message. How would I measure a goal like that? Like how would I know? What would I use to determine whether or not I was successful? And you know, I chose things. I'm not looking at that, but I, I did write a goal for I'm not looking at it at this moment. But I know I chose things like, well, feedback from the organizers, um, how many people approached me later and spoke to me about it, what was the buzz on social media afterwards. Right. And I had to get very specific with my goals. Like I wanted – and then – a you know, how many people did I want to approach me or what did I want the organizers to say? The organizers were really pretty tough folk. And so I knew they'd, <laughs> they'd tell me. Right. Right. <laughs> and so they were happy. But another thing I did, and a lot of people don't realize, you know, we can say I have this many of this and that many of that. But a lot of people don't realize that one of the metrics of success can be something like, I felt great about it. Mm, right. You knew. And I sometimes, you know, right. Mm -hmm. I've, I've taught and done seminars for years. So I know when I hit it out of the park and I know when I 
didn't <laughs> yep. and need to improve it for next time. And that that's a big one. And and so that is a measurement. A measurement's a measurement as long as when you ask and answer it, you can say for certain. So I could say for certain, did I feel great about that talk, like in my heart and in my gut? And that particular one, yeah, I did. Yeah, you really do. We really do know. And uh, sometimes it will come back to whatever type of engagement, you know, if people come up and say, hey, mm-hmm. uh, here's my card. I'd like to be in touch about spinoff. Spinoff is one way to really measure it as well. But I think that internal feeling, uh, along with those things like spinoff and product sales and what have you, that internal feeling of yes, okay, yes, we know. Absolutely. And that was so important for me, you know, just to know, like, in my heart that I got that message out, um, because I was asked to speak on a very personal topic. Mm. Um, so there, there's um, a reason that this is such a big miss. And the reason is that when it comes to making plans, it's actually the metrics of success, as well as your sort of top line goal. And I call the top line goal sort of that, you know, whatever that top line is for me having a a talk, I felt really connected, the audience really connected with, um, to actually kind of list underneath how I would measure that. And that list of measurements is actually something that informs your planning. Because as you kind of go, how am I going to achieve this? You look at each item on your list and you answer that question. So how will I achieve that? So how will I achieve that? Right. So how will I achieve that? And that is, that's just really powerful stuff when it comes to planning, because that's all I'm going to keep bringing it back to the subconscious because the subconscious is your amazing assistant that's filtering out the world and only showing you what you tell it to show you. And now I'll get a little more specific what you tell it to show you in images and emotions, because that's the language it speaks. And so to do that, when you're answering the question of how will you achieve each of your metrics, you're actually talking to your subconscious and you really need to because it's in control of your minute to minute experience of the world. And so the better instructions you give it, like an assistant, the better work it will give you. Okay. So the question, how will I measure? Is that? Absolutely. So when you, you know, you think of your big goal, whether it's to build that million dollar business, oh dear, <laughs> we Whether both we build. both have colds. We should let everybody know that we're we're struggling with our voices here today. December in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yahoo. So, um, yeah that that question: How can I measure? Th- how will I measure this? Okay. And just keep asking and answering that question. And when you run out of answers, um, there you go. Look at the ones and you might make a a long list and then actually pick three or four that really, you know, that really matter to you. You might go, you know what, that one doesn't matter, but these three, they, you know what, these really do. Okay, nice. So we, we want to make sure that we have our true end game in mind when we set out, we want to make sure that we have some measurements to check in to see how we're doing. And what else? Well, I just thought of an example that, you know, some of your listeners might connect to. I was talking to a client just last week and she was mentioning, you know, I I really want a contract with Coke. 
and it was for a certain kind of work and she really wanted a contract with Coke. And and she's like, so how come that goal hasn't happened, Jill? <laughs> Why not, Jill? Come on, Jill. <laughs> I wanted it for a long time. And, you know, there might be some some deeper reasons, but the first question, I just looked at her and said, so do you really want a contract with Coke? Yes. Check in on it. <laughs> and she went, no. Huh. I mean, it was really funny. She she kind of paused, I mean, not right away. And then she said, no, you know what? I just want a contract with someone at that level. Mm. And that kind of goes back to the true outcome. But, uh, you know, I will just say that sometimes we set goals that we think we should have or we should do. And those aren't likely to get into the subconscious because, again, that emotion um, – you really, really need that emotion there. So let's just take a goal that you've had that you haven't succeeded on. So and I want to just kind of, oh, sorry, go ahead. I actually have one. I'm looking at my dream board right now, and it's this big, giant audience goal. And I okay. think to myself, well, why do I want to be out in front of this big, giant audience? It's not really what I do. I'm typically behind the scenes person. And yeah. I think what I think it will do for me is stretch me as a speaker. Okay. Okay. So it was kind of more of a stretch goal and I'm questioning, do I really want that? So you've got me really thinking about this now. Yeah. And so that's, it's a always, and I can tell you for certain that if you don't have something that you've, you know, wanted for a long time, um, then that is an example of your conscious mind and your subconscious mind having different goals. And that happens more than we think. And the way that you can determine that is anything that you've sort of, like like you said, been on your vision board and something you've wanted but hasn't come to fruition, mm -hmm. it means your subconscious um, hasn't bought in. Anyone in the corporate world knows that we need to get buy-in. We actually need to get it from our subconscious. Right. And there's... <laughs> there's a whole, um, you know, probably more than this podcast um, to go into all of that. But I will give you a quick fix for that. Okay. Um, first of all, it's to tap into, do I really care about this? Yeah, and it's interesting, the client I spoke to last week, I was about to start deep diving with some activities with her. And she just looked at me and she said, you know what, I don't care. I'm already world class. And she mm. is. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, and she realized she was already working with brands of that caliber. Right. And in fact, even further, she realized that she didn't love the values behind that brand and it didn't connect with other parts of her. So it's it's the subconscious knows. Wow. Yeah. So powerful. So do I really want this is a great do question I really want to be this asking. Part one, you know, sometimes we just feel like I should have a million dollar business when really what we care about, we're pretty happy with, let's say, 300 or 150 or half a million, or it's not about the million sometimes. Sometimes it's about how many people do I touch? How many people do I change? What is happening in the world? Like sometimes if we can, you know, if we move 1 million hearts, you know, does that matter? Right. And, and so we might kind of, and does that lead to monetary outcomes? Yeah, but sometimes our subconscious isn't always buying into um, the simple outcomes. Yeah. I have another one on my list just exactly like that, and it's about the million-dollar income, but when I really tap into the why, 
What I really want is enough income to cover both myself and my husband's. My husband, my husband had a, a heart attack when he was 45 and he just turned 60. He's doing great. But I want to keep him around as long as humanly possible. So my why is just really to be able to cover both of our incomes. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a million dollars. We certainly don't need a million dollars to live on every year. But um, I think that that's maybe a little bit of a disconnect for me, setting that actual financial goal. And, you know, I have kind of said, I don't really, I think I'd like to be there, but I don't really know for sure. And some part of me doesn't really want to work that hard. Uh, there you go. Hard enough to get there, you know, and maintain it. And again, it. you can't trick the subconscious. The subconscious like, I don't want to work day and night, right? Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm perfectly happy with X amount, which allows me to easily afford everything that I want and more yes. and comfortably retire. And so, and then, well, how much is that? And so, but the the trick is there. So there's another, that's part one. Part one is really tapping into, did I get the goal right? So if you've got mm-hmm. something that's been frustrating you, it could be that it's not the true outcome. Mm. And when it's not, it like that mortgage I described to the subconscious, when you picture paying off a mortgage, the subconscious is not going to uh, generate the kind of emotions that, that's, that speak to the assistant that actually get it showing you the world. The second one is that sometimes you have counter goals. So sometimes you may go, no, like I actually really, really, really want this. Mm. Um, And it's still not happening. Now, I'll I'll say two things. One, I'll say um, the counter goals. If we're just talking on a conscious subconscious level and getting the goal, you know, getting the goal in there, it is about – Sometimes you have, maybe you had a message from your childhood, even something a teacher said to you. It could be an innocent moment that kind of made you think, like someone said, you did terrible on a test, right? And you're like, you're terrible. And then you're like, I'm so not worthy. I got to be or a C or a D or whatever. And um, that can sneak back. But the beautiful part about the subconscious is it reacts to your instructions even now. So just keep going with if something you really want and you haven't had it, keep imagining succeeding it at it. Keep um, feeling those emotions. Keep picturing in your mind success and keep connecting to those emotions because that's a language that will get it in there. That's part one. Part two, make possibly, and you know, um, we'll talk a, a little bit more about this uh, maybe later at the end of the call, but possibly make better plans, learn uh, potentially how to make more robust plans. There's uh, behavioral science actually shows us that when we can come at a plan from a, a, mo- a number of different dimensions at the same time, we can become successful at things that we weren't successful at before. Uh, this uh, I have a lot of experience in my career with this. And so so those are two things I offer you if you have something that hasn't happened for you yet. Love it. Love it. Love it. So um, what is one of those quick tips that for people to, to go about developing their plans to achieve their goals? So the the quick tip that I want everyone here to look at, we it came up earlier in the conversation, but can't be reinforced enough. Just look at that goal and keep asking yourself, how will I achieve that? Hmm. But here's the deepening of that tip. 
on anything that you're not familiar with. Um, let's say I'm going to use the example of, uh, well, what's the current goal? Um, it's, it's, let's see, let's go with that mortgage, that sub, that sub goal, that mortgage, you know, how would I achieve paying off that mortgage? We know it's a sub goal of, of peace, um, and feeling successful about your life. We've made that emotional, positive connection. Um, but the thing that we can do is like, well, how would I achieve that more quickly? And you can say, well, I could get a better job. And a lot of people will stop their plans there, but it's, I'm going to say, keep going. So how would I do that? Well, you know, or get more speaking jobs. Well, how would I do that? And then you answer that. And then you say, well, how would I do that? And keep drilling down into things until you come to the simplest, simplest task, like turn on computer and go to Google. Okay. <laughs> um, and the reason to take it to that level of detail, especially when you're doing something you're not used to doing, is because you're grooming the subconscious mind to actually do it later. And so we're using different parts of our brain when we're planning and when we're in action. And so if you get detailed instructions in your uh, subconscious when you're planning, you're going to move towards your goals without thinking twice. Love it. Love it. So we've been talking a lot lately about morning routines because of the new journal that we have. And in the, in the morning, we set our intention for the day. We have some gratitude for the things that are, um, that we are in our lives that we appreciate. We talk about the things that give us confidence and we set out our to-dos for the day, clients to, clients to connect with that type of thing. How does that, um, the way that we're teeing up our day, work with with Mind Code and what you're talking about? Oh my God, Jane, amazing. I am 100% sure that everybody who is following that morning routine is probably having some of the best days of their life. Mm. That is just incredible. The mind works like a garden. What When we tend to it, it will flourish. And that's exactly uh, what I was talking to you about, that repetition of a goal, you know, that repetition, like let's say you had a counter goal in there. So let's say you have some counter goals that are holding you back. Some people call those beliefs, uh, mm -hmm. but scientifically, they're, they're really goals. Like if you think I'm not good enough, your brain is actually holding that as a goal. Your journal is just amazing. Like those activities, setting your intentions for the day, connecting to your confidence, what you want to do, um, all of that is telling your brain how to run your day. I hundred percent know everybody who is following that and repetition. And I'm going to, I'm going to address something for anyone who who is struggling with activities like that. It's particularly amazing if you are struggling with that, stick with it. Do the journal every day. Because when you do that every single day, even if you're struggling to envision something, even if you're struggling to think of, you know, those things that make you confident, even if you're struggling to imagine these things, over time, you will become more and more able. Your struggle just means you have counter goals and that's no big deal because you put them in there and you can put new goals in, but repetition will really help. So the daily journal, Jane, yeah, amazing. Love it. Love it. We also do a mantra as a part of that. And 
Um, I build health and wealth and happiness all into my mantra every day. So I'm just reminding myself. And I think that uh, planting, planting those seeds is so important. Love it. Well, yeah. thank you. Thank you for uh, backing that up with some science. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's so great. I mean, I wake up in the more I do this naturally because I've been doing this for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but absolutely, I, fo- I follow that. And I always set out my intentions for the day. I open my eyes. I immediately think of what I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, I know how much this this makes a difference in my life. Sure, sure. Now, before, I know you've got a launch coming up and I want you to tell everybody about that. Is there anything that we need to fill in? Is there any final thought or idea that we have about setting big goals for the new year that we need to cover before we get into that? I think just set big goals and even like that example of the the mortgage and the successful life, feeling you had a successful life, it's always fine to work on a sub goal. But whenever you are, just mentally make sure you're constantly connecting that to your big goal so that there's always that relationship that really matters uh, in your brain to help you move towards success more quickly. Wonderful. Wonderful. Now, uh, people you've got some things going on. What should folks do if they want to learn more about what's going on in Jill's world? Oh, great. Um, well, I actually have something exciting happening. It's it's currently, we're taping this in December. So right now, there is a December 11th to 15th, um, there is a five-day planning challenge where I am for free teaching the First four steps of mind code, which is the mind planning steps. Mind code is a high performance system and has a bunch of stuff going on. But the first four steps are core planning steps. And if you are around, happen to be listening right now, even if it's the, you know, the 14th or the 15th, that challenge will be available until December 18th, 2017. And you can go to my website Jill, J-I-L-L-M-C-A-B-E dot com. And you can just go ahead and take that for free. And if you're not listening uh, until December 18th, and if you're not listening in that time, that's okay. I've got some other stuff for you. I teach high performance topics and I offer them for free. I have one course always available, really top-notch stuff that will help you achieve your goals, um, all about high performance and execution, and through Jill Flicks. So you can, again, go to my website, and you can check out the current edition of Jill Flicks or, and sign up uh, to be notified every time I offer a new course. And they're rotating, so I only have one at a time, but it's top, top-notch content for you. Love it. Love it. Well, Jill McCabe, uh, I think, I hope that our goal is to always encourage people to go for it, not to be, uh, not to allow any self-limiting beliefs to uh, keep you from actually writing down the goals that you really, really want. And I hope that from today's podcast, everyone will be inspired to go for the things that they really, really want. My uh, my coach, Dan Sullivan, uh, always says, I want what I want because I want it. And not that you don't have to justify it to anybody, that you just, you want what you want 
because, you know, because you want it. And I remember leaning over to my friend Justine at the moment. Uh, her husband was just finishing medical school and I leaned in and I said, I want my husband to retire. And she leaned back to me and said, I just want my husband to get a freaking job. <laughs> so we had a good laugh about that. I want what I want because I want it. And that was why, you know, that was my big why was so that um, he would live as long as humanly possible. That's, that's a part of it. So tap into your why and really go big when it comes to those goals. And with that, I will say thank you so much, Jill, for being with us today. And thank you for listening, everybody. And we will see you soon, Wealthy Speakers. Bye for now, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speakers show. Please visit speakerlauncher.com for your free Wealthy Speaker audit. And visit speakerlauncher.com forward slash podcast for show notes and many more resources to help you catapult your speaking business. See you soon, wealthy speakers.